Welcome to Stack Hunters. I'm Bradley Stalder. Tonight, my friend Ed DeLauder is on with me, joining me to do an underdog draft. Actually, Ed's going to be the one who's hosting tonight because I'm here in a humble Michigan where underdog fantasy does not does not reside. Nevertheless, we're here. We're going to crush it. We're going to have a lot of fun drafting on the big board tonight. I have only done one big board. I've done a couple mini boards when I was out of state. There's a lot of fun, but we're going to get into talking some ADPs, best ball value ratings. We're going to talk Ed's philosophy into drafting, especially in these early 2024 best ball drafts and a lot more. All of this in just a moment. But first, Ed, before we get into all this, how are you doing tonight? And what are you uh, excited about in this drafting season? Very early, February 22nd. What are you looking forward to? Bradley, absolute pleasure being here, man. You've had some awesome guests on the show so far, and I'm glad to just be a small part of that. With respect to this season, how can you not be in love with the rookies, right? We're just like, Mm. they're, they're just empty boxes, right? It could be, you could open the door to Marvin Harrison Jr. And it could be Jamar Chase. You could open the door to neighbors and it could be Justin Jefferson. It's just so exciting. And I think maybe not so much with those two guys, but I think if you go down the list with respect to the rookies that are going off the board in underdog, you could find some really good values that you otherwise would not be able to get once we have this NFL draft in April. This true. I'm very excited for the rookies as well. I agree with you. And one of the other cool things about the big board compared to best ball mania is that this is a 20 round draft and best ball mania. You are limited to 18 rounds, which means that you have to make some tough decisions near the end. These big board drafts are a lot more fun because you can draft just a couple more rookies. You can throw a rookie tight end here or there, take a shot on a deep rookie quarterback. You can take shots and that's what we're going to do. We're going to discuss, we're going to draft. So get loaded into underdog fantasy here just in a second, all of this and more right after this. All right, Ed, we're going to bring up the draft board here. We're going to add to the stage, the draft board. I'm going to do a little bit of magic on my end when it comes to rearranging and whatnot, but I'm excited to get this draft underway. I got to take care of the brand and we're here. We're drafting live. I'm excited. And for those who are not familiar, the big board is underdog fantasies 2024 way too early pre NFL draft best ball tournament. It's $10 entry. It's not super expensive. So 10 bucks. I'm probably going to Venmo add some, some money anyways here after this to make up for it. That's no, I will pay my dues too bad. I'll, <laughs> I'll find you and I'll make sure that, uh, that we, we get this taken care of, but there are two options as well. There's the 32nd pick possibility. And then there's the eight hour slow draft. And Right now, I'm stuck in a bunch of these slow drafts, and it's terrible, and it's not as optimal. But the fast drafts are where you can start making making your edges, especially if you're a sharp, if you've been drafting a lot of these, if you know where certain players are supposed to go and understand how the stacks are supposed to work, and you feel like you have an edge and where players are going to land or end up. I think that the fast draft is the way to way to go, especially for your sharp drafters. Ed, how are you approaching slow versus uh, fast drafts before we get in? I pretty much exclusively do the slow drafts. I'm really not a big fast draft guy. I maybe if I have a hankering to do it and I find just a small window of free time that I've got in my life, I will do a fast draft. But I'm usually a slow draft type of guy, particularly once we once we start the season. I think you have to figure out where everybody's going, like you said, to figure out where you're getting your stacks from. Um, And I think that a slow draft is really the best way to to do that. This is is actually going to be my first fast draft of the season on Underdog. So we'll see how it goes. Um, As you... Yeah, as you can tell, $200,000 to first place. So, Ed, if we win this thing on the live stream, you can have most of it. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why you told me, you told everybody that you're venmo me, Bradley. We know. We know why. We know why. Because when we take this down, you, you want to say, hey, man, I can't do that. 
<laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun first place 200k second place 100k third place 65k fourth place 50k and a few things that we're going to keep in mind as well not only the rookies but also roster construction and before we get in what is the preferred roster construction for these types of tournaments when we don't know we don't know the bye weeks we don't know where free agents are going to land where the rookies are going to land what is your preferred roster construction going into these these tournaments where there's so many unknowns yeah from a just a as a who to coordinate with your stacks type of thing you probably want to stay at least like interconference. so like you want to stack the afc teams for the versus stacking nfc teams and then you also want to boil it down too to like the actual divisions itself i i think like one of the more easiest stacks that you could get here it, that i've gotten in a lot of slow drafts is a Ram stack with the Seahawks stack. Oh. It's just, it's, it's so nice. It comes together so easy. And those guys, they usually play each other in the thick of the fantasy playoffs. So I think if we stick towards stacking teams that are within the same division, you're probably going to luck out in some, some good schedules once we get to the fantasy playoffs. From an app, from like a, a roster standpoint, since we do have the 20 rounds here, you could maybe, if you want to wait on some of the onesie positions, go with the three and three for each. You really don't want to do any more than the, those three. I don't see, unless you're, you're, you did something really bad, like that could happen, but you're not really going to go any more than three at the onesie positions. And depending upon where you invest your early picks, you're going to want to fill in whatever you didn't invest early picks in with a lot of depth. And you're able to do that because of the 20 rounds here. And you could really, I think, get some some interesting guys towards rounds 17 to 20 or even 18 to 20 that will give you a one-week spike week. And mm. you never know who you're going to need <laughs> when it comes to the best ball playoffs. So those extra roster spots certainly come in handy. Yeah, they certainly do. And we look, usually it's pretty balanced. Two or three quarterbacks, two or three tight ends is usually the pathway. And then six, usually five to seven running backs, six to eight, typically wide receivers. This is a start three wide receiver, one quarterback, one tight end, two running backs, and a flex. And this is a week 15, 16, 17 tournament. So, while we don't know week 17, once again, Ed, you were talking about interdivisional matchups that usually are back-ended or front-ended. And typically, like we can take a couple shots on we may not know where week 17 is, but maybe this is going to give us an advantage of keeping something interdivisional, uh, teams that are related near the end of the season, whether it's week 17 or it's going to be one of those playoff weeks week 15 16 or 17 before we get into actually drafting and y'all are getting logged in we have a word from matt kelly about our dynasty dominator now i know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your dynasty league and i have it it's called the dynasty dominator app you go to the app store go to google play it's right there it's five dollars to download and then every year it's five dollars to load the next incoming class of rookies you can add super flex add tight end premium it's incredible because it allows you to look up players, it allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer, so you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win-now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side-by-side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. That's right. It is both Don Dynasty season and best ball season here at Player Profiler. So get your Dynasty Dominator apps downloaded, reloaded for the rookies. The NFL draft is going to be in Detroit, Michigan here in just a few short weeks. Okay, maybe it's two months, but it feels like it's going to be a few short weeks. And I'm really excited for the NFL draft. I live about 25 minutes outside Detroit. So the city is buzzing. Everyone's excited. Ed, People have been waiting. They've been waiting almost 11 minutes for us to get going. So let's get into the, the lobby here and see what is going on. 
All right. It looks like we have uh, the, the nice thing about underdog fantasy is that these are rooms that usually fill pretty quickly and we only have two people left. So if you want to hop in, we've got space for about two more and then we will get going. All right. We've got one. It's going to start. That's the one thing I like. I like these live drafts. It's great. Here we go. Here we go. We're filled. Let's do it. All right. We are drafting out of the 102. That's hey, nice. hey, that's nice. So we can talk about it. Like people are probably drafting along with us. I don't know how you feel about the table talk, but real it's a $10 draft. I don't think people are going to snipe us too badly. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I agree. We've got McCaffrey, Lamb, and and Tyreek Hill. I have Hill above Lamb in my rankings, but I can see arguments for CD Lamb. If it's if it's McCaffrey off the board at one, who are you taking? Is it Lamb or Hill? Man, I think oh, this is tough because I would otherwise, in a vacuum, probably take Hill. I do have, I believe, your rankings. Assuming your rankings are on Player Profiler. Uh, you know, Dario I, I and have... I combined our heads. And so it is a meshing of, of those two things. Yes. I do have them as the default here. I think in a vacuum, I would take Hill. I really don't have any CD lamb exposure though, so far. And we're on the clock. What do you want to do here? Uh, Bradley, what do you think in lamb or Hill? I think that's really the, the decision here. I've gotten a lot of Tyreek Hill. And I, in my 20 little board drafts, I had zero picks in the first two. Zero 101s and zero 102s. Crazy. So we can go with CD Lamb. I think stacking with Dak is going to be nice. I think that division is going to get into a few more shootouts. And so that's definitely something to keep in mind as, as we're going through. I, I also like this platform as well because you're able to star and put guys in the queue, things like that. And so we see Tyreek Hill go off at 103. Hill barely edged C.D. Lamb in terms of best ball value rating last season. It, it was Hill at 15.12 in best ball value rating. C.D. Lamb was 15.10. So extremely tight when it came to what production you were getting. Now, the context is Hill was injured near the end of the season. Lamb had that monster three-touchdown game in the fantasy playoffs, and it was, it's was it been a lot of fun. So I don't think you go wrong with either of those, but I think it's Tyreek who, who has a stronger pedigree of production going into 2024. I could certainly agree with that, Bradley, for sure. Like I said, I think in a vacuum, I would probably take Hill, I've done so many of the little boards. I've maxed that out. I've gotten some big boards under me. And I I think I'm, I'm, I might have had the 102 once or twice, but I did not take Lamb there. And this is this is my first CD Lamb share here. Share, I guess, if you want to be share. It's my share. I don't know. <laughs> it's a share. <laughs> That's fair enough. The volume drafting, what I found, since Michigan doesn't have underdog fantasy, use promo code UNDERWORLD for 100% deposit match up to $100. Since underdog isn't in Michigan, I've had to find other platforms to do it on. And so I've been more volume drafting on those and just spot drafting whenever I'm in the in the correct state. So that's just how I've been navigating it. Ed, would you mind clicking on the on the board, on the draft board? Oh, yeah, sure. Let me... the usernames. Is it? Hold on here. No, wait a minute. Oh, man. It's... Yep, right there. You almost passed it. There we go. Right here? Right here? What are we, no. what are we doing here? Now, what are we doing? Where are we going? Okay. I don't, I don't do just, this. Yep, look at it. Yep, the wall. Oh, here we go. There we go. I love there it. We go. Got so, it. yeah, if you want to to expand out and make a new tab and share that one instead, I think that is something that you can have a dual screen. People can just watch along while you are doing that. Sorry, yeah, we can do a that. lot of navigating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good, we aren't picking good. for a while. That's true. Who who are you thinking about here, though, at our second round pick at the, at pick 23? Mm. I, I, I wouldn't mind. The problem is. We can't really go. We can go Saquon. Um, I don't think there's we should. No real guarantee. There's no real guarantee that he's going to be on the Giants, right? He's 
the reports are that he's probably not returning to New York. And I think that's a problem, actually, because he got 82% of the running back touches last year. He had double digit touchdowns like he didn't let you he didn't let you down in terms of floor for fantasy. Yeah. Could he access max massive oh, ceilings? Possibly. But yeah, I'm concerned that that is that we actually have seen the best days from Saquon Barkley. I'm not sure if we've seen the best days. Um, he could have that Marshall Falk career trajectory. I think um, I've scooped him up at around this this area, the the two three turn. Uh, he's gone here now. It's the the conversation is moot. So where are we pivoting to then? Marvin Harrison still on the board. I think that's intriguing. I don't. <laughs> you don't. That's true. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's let's pivot to. So Do here's a couple go? players that I like Ayuk at this spot. I like Debo at this spot. Oh man, we just missed out on Cripes. Probably San Francisco is going to be a nice little pick here. Either Brandon yeah. Ayuk or Debo. Let's go. Let's go Ayuk. Ayuk is just hmm. my preferred guy there personally. So let's do Ayuk. Yeah, and then we can come back around and get one of Olave is I think an interesting third rounder. I feel like we're ramping up to the zero RB possibility. We uh, are. We are. I think that ETN is probably like the sole yeah. guy left that I would consider a hero RB build with. So I put him in the queue just to consider here. Yeah. Either Olave or ETN is fine by me. What do you want ETN to do? ETN was the running back seven in terms of best ball value rating last year. At running back six. He was tied with Kamara. I, I wouldn't mind ETN as our anchor here. And then we hammer tight end or we hammer quarterback. I think probably tight end or wide receiver in round four. Sounds good. The, uh, the, the auto draft just did that. So we're Beautiful. there. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So Travis Etienne, a player that received a lot more in the passing game this season. And that was a shift from 2022 where he was getting some criticism in his not his rookie year because he was injured during his rookie year, but his, his sophomore season first playing in the NFL and he received a lot of criticism, uh, you know, of not being able to catch the ball. He didn't look like the pass catching back because that's what he was drafted for. Right. He drafted him out of Clemson to be this pass catching back, pairing him with Trevor Lawrence, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, there we go. There we go. I just found the button there. This is the you're doing a fast draft. Like I said, I'm a slow draft guy, so I'm doing. A, I've got to adjust to the fast draft, and then I've also got to find the button that says you want to share this tab here. It's yes. literally bolded in blue. It's it's <laughs> it's insanely obvious for anybody who has any clue as to what they're doing. So it, it took me a while there, but I, I've I've got it. I've got it, Bradley. We're we're good to go. <laughs> One player that we did pass on twice is Marvin Harrison Jr. And I expressed my concern that Marvin Harrison is, is a player we should be avoiding. And at least at that ADP, partly because we've had a few teams that have gotten him in round four and beyond, but the pathway for Marvin Harrison, I think it's going to be hard for him to pay off mid second round value for 2024, where we don't know landing spot. We don't know who his quarterback's going to be. We have major concerns about him paying off that type of draft capital, given what wide receivers were drafted around that spot last year. We're talking Devonta Smith, we're talking Jalen Waddle, talking T. Higgins, among others. Ed, I know you suggested Marvin Harrison. I shot him down. But what is your take on Marvin Harrison? And should we have actually taken him in round three? I The, the price is steep. It is steep. But the upside is huge. and particularly in this these types of formats where as long as you could clear into the the tournament aspect of it all i think that the rookies like harrison and neighbors who have high price tags are worth getting exposure to because that's where they're going to peak really and with harrison specifically i think the only real landing spot that most people are concerned about are the paths and rightfully that that but you're still looking at a guy that's probably going to com command the lion's share of targets there immediately. So I think that there's still a floor there 
for him. And I'm I'm not necessarily as leery, I think, as you are, Bradley, particularly the 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 two three turn with him. Yeah, let's just say Theo Grumminger does not endorse this podcast or this draft. <laughs> he he has given me grief time after time about me fading Marvin Harrison. And Theo, shout out to you. I love you like a brother. I just disagree with you about the valuation of Marvin Harrison as a rookie. And that's okay. Like I'm here to be hashtag fade king. But when I'm get, I have gotten a few shares of Marvin Harrison in the late third and early fourth in other platforms. And I'm waiting for that landing spot because he's not going to get any higher. There's going to be clarity, but what, what is Marvin Harrison going to be a back or a front end of the second round at the one, two turn player? I don't think so. There's such a thin pathway for him to pay off that. Unfortunately, I don't think that that's where I want to be taking Harrison at that two, three turn or even mid second or the early second round late third, early fourth is where I would be comfortable with Harrison. But we had nine straight wide receivers go off in the third round here, Ed. I can't see who we have queued up, but give me a couple names as we're looking at the board. Oh, man. Let's. Oh, 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 no. Wait, I pranked the wrong button. Oh, no. <laughs> this is why. This is why is the wrong button. All right, here we go. We've got it. We'll share that. There we go. All right. I think we're back. Um, we've got Lamar Mahomes. Rashad White's there. The only real wide receivers that are really left here are Cooper and Flowers that are there. There's some Jordan Addison if we want to reach a little bit. And if we want to go super rookie here, we could go Roma Dunze. I'm not a big fan of, of Rome personally, no. but um, well, Cooper's gone now. We've got Zay Flowers left as the dude. I like, let's do, let's see if we can tap it out Lamar and Andrews. Let's see if we can do that. I think that's doable for sure. Let's see if we can swing it. And then hopefully we're not sniped. If we're sniped, then we just pivot to Zay Flowers. That would make sense. But <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. Uh, what's it? Is it Big Driver? Big Driver does that. Oh, here? he went back. Uh, Oh, wow. There we go. He just does that to to just to just to kill us. Um, All right. We've got we've got naked Lamar going. We get Rashad Bateman's out there, I guess. Right. Later. But we've got a naked Lamar here. Naked Lamar is the way to go. A lot of people are in favor. Ten seconds here. How Uh, about uh, Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley. Woo. All right. Wide receiver. So why he was wide receiver. 22 in best ball value last year and people were like oh we are so against calvin ridley because he's rusty because he's this or that or the other thing whatever like the rumors are that jacksonville wants him to return actually jeremy fowler is not just rumors jeremy fowler of espn came out and said that the jaguars are very interested in having calvin ridley return and they understand that second round price tag that they would have to give to Atlanta. So I think the question is just the financials. What does it look like to extend him? And they're not concerned about that second round pick. They are more concerned about how much is he going to command? But I think Ridley wants to return are the reports that I'm also hearing the rumblings out of the Ridley camp is that he wants to come back to Jacksonville. Continuity doesn't want to have to learn another coaching system, make new chemistry and uh, to get him as our wide receiver three going as the wide receiver 34 off the board, he's never finished lower than wide receiver 27 in points per game any season. I think he's a good value there. It does also preserve a, a, an interesting Jacksonville stack. We could get Lawrence as like the cherry on top at the end here. I think in a vacuum, if maybe I, I know that like it's a little too early or maybe perhaps a little too late for regrets. Like we haven't finished the draft. So it's also it's both <laughs> early. It's both early and too late for regrets. But uh, yeah, I think going ETN at uh, the 2-3 turn there, the way that running back fell, I'm not sure we probably do that if we knew exactly how this board was playing out. But I, I'm probably real talk, Ed, in the in the mini big board, the 20 probably 17 are zero RB. Like I've mm. not drafted a running back until round six. And then you hit on Jacobs, you hit on Monty, you hit on Pollard, you hit on Ramondre, you hit on Aaron Jones, Camara, Spears, Eckler. I, 
I don't see a reason why we, you know, either don't do anchor or zero RB in any draft. I would concur. Definitely an anchor or a zero RB build is where you want to be at this time of year. There's just so much can happen between now and the NFL season that can nuke a lot of these guys' values. There's nowhere to go but down for a lot of these guys at the running back positions. I think that's definitely the best way to go. There's a lot of research to back that. In fact, I did a research study last year that tracked the ADP of players from January until May. And what we found was that running back was significantly more impacted by the offseason than any other position, like the most. And so if you're looking at, I've got to draft running back somewhere. You don't want it to be nuked in your first five rounds. That's just where you don't want it to happen. If it happens in round six, you can probably survive much better in round six and beyond if a running back is nuked. But we just can't afford that in the first few rounds when it comes to running back. You can afford to take some hits at wide receiver. The guy who won best ball mania season long had Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. And Diggs didn't pay off. He was wide receiver 17 best ball value, even though he had a first round draft capital. So you can have wide receivers not do great for you and pay off, but still you, you have some success. So we're nearly on the clock here. What are we thinking about? We are on the clock now. Okay. This is where these are the running get, back. Yeah. yeah. They get really ugly from a wide receiver standpoint. We've got, Basically, Christian Watson and Brian Thomas nope. that are anywhere. We're going near running ADP. back. We're only going running back here. Sounds good. <laughs> so it's well, Monty, Ramondre, Jones, Pollard. What do you think? You know what? I don't think I have any Aaron Jones on my team so far. So let's let's go with Aaron Jones here and uh, do go it that pack way. go. Yeah, go pack go. As all of you can tell, all of the bias <laughs> is right here. Robert Tunyon, Alan Lazard, Bakhtiari. We are here for the ride with Ed DeLauder. Make sure you guys are following Ed on Twitter at FF underscore litigator. Yeah, Ed. We're back on the clock here now again, Bradley. Do we want do we want to pivot to Christian Watson with the Packers and maybe try and get no. some? No, okay. Are we going Monty again? Do you want to just go another running back and make this really ugly? How do you want I to think- do it? Yeah, let's let's go running back here. I think Monty is the way to go. Uh, we are passing. I guess we're passing on the Dak stack, which is okay. Maybe Dak falls, though. Who knows? That's the possibility with these types of quarterbacks. Like, we're, uh, we're going to push and see if quarterback can fall. Stroud, obviously, falling. Like, that's a 52 ADP, and we're at pick 75. So quarterback may fall in this draft and we may might be able to push it a little bit. We can target Purdy if he's coming back around to stack with Ayuk. We've got a little Jacksonville correlation. We've got a naked Lamar and we've got some Detroit Dallas going on. So uh, we've got Detroit Green Bay going on. That's what we've got. It is nice. Yeah, I think... I feel like particularly with the non-mobile quarterbacks, they have been falling a lot in these drafts because nobody wants to go naked Dak or naked Lawrence or something like that. Right? Nobody no. wants that. So I think I think we'll be able to to snag them. We'll yeah, see. Either either one of Dak or Purdy or Lawrence, I think, is a, the way to go. If we are able to get one of those guys, do we just stop with the two QBs? I think so, I think yes. That, I think that that's where we go, for sure. We'll see we how got- it comes back around to us, but here is also an opportunity for us to take some some tight ends. I doubt that Dak and then Ferguson will come back to us. I don't think that that'll happen. But yeah, Evan Engram is very much on the radar. If he can fall a little bit. For sure. Um, Purdy, there's a lot of pieces now. This is why like, you want to take these, these wide receivers on good teams because what it'll set up for you is either early in the draft, you'll have quarterbacks that'll relate or later on, you just pick the quarterback that matches which wide receiver you got. So you've got lamb and Dak, you've got Purdy and Ayuk, and we've got Lawrence much later who's discounted because the, the bad season where he was injured and playing through that. So yeah, I think quarterback's going to fall nicely to us in this draft. 
be nice. It'd be nice. After we blew that Raven stack, it'd be nice something goes our way here. For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, what a what a jerk. They're probably drafting along with us. Whoever that big D, big driver decides that, that he wants to go that way, that Seriously. route. Seriously. Pete's. I have seen Kyler Murray coming up the boards here. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes before Dak. So I, I think that we've we've got a shot at him making back to us. I love it. I love and there goes the Dak right there. So maybe not. It's close. It was close. <laughs> but the, that's part of drafting is trying to push these types of players that we are correlated down. And that might actually happen because there aren't a lot of other pieces. Like, who is it? Just Tony Pollard, aside from CD Lamb, who goes before Dak Prescott in these drafts. So we're excited about seeing if Dak can be the quarterback that falls to you in round eight. His best ball value rating has been phenomenal throughout his career. And Dak this past year was quarterback three in best ball value rating only behind Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Look, that's is, that's what we want to be doing is targeting a quarterback like that, who is mispriced, frankly, for what he can put in the best ball streets. It's surprising. Dak, Dak Prescott is now officially, I think, a naked Prescott with Jake Ferguson going a pick 91 here. Um, Ooh, that's so, brutal. That is brutal. So I think here coming up, we've got a choice, I think, between either Evan Ingram or Brock Purdy. Uh, unless you want to all... Let's see if Myers makes it back to us at 98. Yeah, I love Jacoby Myers. Let's push it a little bit. All right, cool. So Evan you Ingram go- is still there. Let's go yeah. Evan Ingram, baby. Cool. Let's get, go. It allows yeah. us to get Lawrence a little later, so that's that'd be nice. We could or, you know, get a nice quad stack there. Yeah, with the, uh, with the Jags would be great. Uh, to pass on Purdy though, oh man, but it's okay. Yeah, no one else is gonna get the Jags. We can push it a little bit. Jacoby Jones. Myers was wide receiver. Let me pull up the data. Wide receiver twenty five in best ball value rating that was ahead of cooper cup ahead of george pickens ahead of chris olave t higgins jalen waddle this past season so the the choice the choice here is myers or purdy where do you want to go bradley we've we we would be abandoned we'd be abandoning any niner stack but we would only be stacking with au really we've got enough jacksonville correlation why don't we stack with purdy you want to stack with purdy yeah let's just do it all right sounds good let's do it because Purdy, let me pull up the, the best ball value rating. Brock Purdy was quarterback 10 in best ball value rating this past season. Yeah, you have to like that. 20% of his weeks, he was a top five quarterback. What is a top five quarterback in half PPR? That's 24.9 fantasy points. So 20% of the time, that was Brock Purdy. And that was uh, quarterback seven in rate of top five weeks. So we love. The, the Brock Purdy late, Lamar Jackson early. We've got a stud there. We've also got some some Evan Ingram at a nice, his ADP is 85. We got him at 95. And I don't know, part of me is if Trevor Lawrence falls because no one's going to get Jacksonville, fine. Like the here's what I've learned over the last couple of years is you don't want to take zeros at the quarterback position. That is a death sentence to your competitiveness. If you take a zero at one of the most important spots, you're done for. You can you can take a zero at tight end. You can maybe take a low score at the flex. You just can't afford a zero at quarterback. Yeah, I think based on our construction, I wouldn't mind getting Lawrence if he falls. And he probably will fall based on the fact that I don't know who who else is going to draft him, right? The the Christian Kirk guy. I I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably fall, and we could probably swing that. So we've got, got a couple people in the comments. Uh, Ed, I'm going to throw these up. Do um, do 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 do. Yeah, people are commenting about what a sniper that uh, that Baltimore naked Lamar. Yeah, what are, that you, was... what are you doing, man? What are you doing? <laughs> Ah, oh, that's so triggering, man. I, I hate when that happens. I it's 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 even worse in a slow draft though because you have another eight hours to just process it. But we've got to continue moving on here, and the past is the past. But yeah, what a jerk. <laughs> Ball is life. FF says he zero RBs every draft. 
and the Pollers of the world, the Camaras of the world. Camara was running. I, I told I told everyone earlier he was running back six in terms of best ball value rating this past season. Did not put up good efficiency metrics. Is terrible yards per carry, terrible yards per route run. But he was getting involved in the passing game, and even in half PPR, that's going to give you a nice little floor. Even though Kamara was not able to access ceilings like he once was, only 11% of his weeks as a top five running back. So that's that's a little bit frustrating. But at the same time, that fear of Kamara falling off has been baked in. Like the Ramondre Connor, the Swifts of the world. I love drafting those. Ball is life, FF agrees. And I think we need to be 70-80% at least in the zero RB streets or trying to get to that amount unless like you see massive value. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think this draft is let went a little off the rails. I, I think ideally we, we, again, probably would have not taken ETN there and set up for a nice zero RB build because there there is a lot of value there between Kamara, Henry, all those guys that are going ADP 60 below. It's It's not bad. So correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, Jacoby Myers did go off, but Tyler Lockett, that was one I was hoping would come back to us. Our buddy Jeremiah jumps in. He says 69% zero RB builds. Nice. This is the way. (laughs) Ball's life asks a question and we will answer it after we get through the turn. But before we answer that question, we're get we got to talk about a couple players that are coming up who are, Who's in the queue for us here, Ed? We could start diving into the rookie pool here. I I think if you really want to, although Coleman just went off. I I don't know Mitchell. I feel like I'd rather Worthy a little later. We could add some more Cowboys with Brandon Cooks, or we could go to uh, Mister Efficiency himself per his Instagram posts. Gabe Davis over here, and Gabe Matt, Davis was wide receiver thirty six this past season in Best Ball Value rating. He is a deep threat, and all you need is three games from this guy. Yeah, I think we do have to hit up wide receiver, so I'm fine with any of these guys. Bradley, who are you looking for here? We can go uh, Lad McConkey or Gabe Davis is how I'm looking. All right, let's go Lad McConkey. Let's do it. Yeah. I think we get get one of these guys on the way back anyways. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah, love the Aaron Jones, love the David Montgomery and Travis Etienne. I, I do like those picks. I think we are going to have to hit on a few more of the wide receivers. We're avoiding Quinton Johnson to hashtag stay on brand, but <laughs> wide receiver 66 for Adam Thielen. I or or even wide receiver 67 for Wanda Robinson feels like way too low. I, I love me some Wandale, man. I know that you guys have him juiced up in the ranks, I think, and uh, I, I, I I love him, man. As, but I, I'm I'd rather take him here because he's probably not going to come back to us. He, no, he's got like an ADP in like the 150s in, uh, in Underdog, I think. Oh, if I could type Wandale right here, but where are we at? Oh, why is he not popping? Oh, there he is. Yeah, fit 157. Yeah, so probably going to be able to wait a little bit. We just auto-drafted Adonai Mitchell. Oh, Whoop. shoot. Oh, darn. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what are you going to do? That's why we set it, set up the queue just in case we run out of time. But uh, we've got a question in the, in the queue or in the chat, I should say from ball's life. And he's asking who are the worst picks on the board in terms of ADP? Want your opinion on some of these players and one immediately comes to mind. And that is, the wide receiver eight right now in ADP, he is at the the twelve point two, and that is Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson Oof. is one of the one of the worst picks because you need everything to go right for him to pay off. You need the Jets to have a worse defense. You need Aaron Rodgers healthy. You need Garrett Wilson to be healthy. You need the offensive line to be at least average. There are so many pathways for the Jets to fail and Garrett Wilson to fail that it's going to be very hard for Wilson to look. He's being drafted at 12 overall. He needs to do better than the Puka Nakua's Amon Raz of the world to pay off the draft capital that you're paying. 
So he's not a player that I'm willing to take at this point. I want to wait and I'm going to get my shares of Garrett Wilson whenever in August, in September. I'm not willing to do it now. Yeah, because I don't anticipate his ADP getting any higher. Probably won't. It probably won't. Probably won't. Yeah, I think you, you make a you make a good case for Wilson going into ceiling for sure. I I think one guy that don't I I don't understand and Jeremiah who's in the comments gave me some pushback on this a little bit is TJ Hawkinson. I think he's still going mm. around like tight end twelve. I mean that injury towards the end of the year. What what, what are you planning on getting him back? So it's a I, tournament I, play. Like that's I think that's sure. the reason why he's he's there. Because we know Josh Oliver isn't anything special. We know any of the other Minnesota tight ends aren't anything special. And so really it's banking on, is Hawkinson going to get 20% target share in weeks 15, 16, 17? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I, I know that we made fun of the idea of a naked Trevor Lawrence, but that also happened in this draft. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he went off. Someone was it? Did it at least go to the Christian Kirk drafter? No, he's naked. He's he's naked. Oh my god, he's a naked Trevor Lawrence. It's there's so many naked, fully <laughs> naked Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> all naked. Oh, it's just so gross. So gross. We've got our pick coming up here shortly. I think I feel like we should probably start thinking about these a little. I, I'm a little tilted that we got auto drafted there, but um. <laughs> So Ed's Bradley, I need, here's my Venmo, please. <laughs> this needs to be free now after the auto draft of Adonai Mitchell. Come on. Like we put him in the queue for, for honoring him. Sure. But I wasn't actually going to draft. I wasn't going to eat it. I was just going to taste it. So, <laughs> um, looking, looking at some players here. I like Gabe Davis. Come back to us. I like Kendra Miller. Mm. He is my, my Kyron Williams 2.0 candidate. Him and Zach, him and Evan Hull are my two flag plant Kyron Williams 2.0 players that I'm gonna be drafting a ton of here in 2024. We saw we saw them not go off, and I'm very interested that in those types of players here. Mitchell makes Miller makes sense, I should say, if we want to maybe draft him and one more running back and then just be done. I yes. Feel. And I'm cool with that because I feel like we've got a lot to make up on in on receiver here. And I guess Gabe Davis has already fallen while well, he's gone now. So he has not fallen. So I think that makes our choice easy here. We'll go uh, Kendra Miller, who and I then also Wandell. Like, and then Wandell. I concur. Boom. I concur. Let's go. All right. This is Wandell Robinson. I'm going to pull up his best ball value rating. He was coming off an ACL last year. And still had some interesting games in in terms of floor. Wandell, do do do, yeah. Only wide receivers sixty three in best ball value rating, but that was coming off of an ACL injury. All right. And so there's strong rumors now, Ed, that Darren Waller is a cut candidate. For the that's Giants. interesting. I have not heard that, but I did see some interview that C D Lamb had recently, and he hyped up Wandell Robinson. He was basically like, that's the best guy on the Giants if Saquon bolts. It's Wandale. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. We've Boom. got we've got the hype man, CD Lamb, and the guy who he's hyping, Wandale Robinson, on the same team here. Mm. Uh, love to see it. Hashtag team hype. Let's go. Team. <laughs> Let's bring it back to the, the big board here. You want to scroll down just a little bit too? Oh yeah, we've got a lot more drafting to do. So oh, this is great. I'm so excited. I, uh, as I said, I I think I've only finished one underdog draft so far uh, in the slow streets. So and that was started two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> eight hours is a really long time. And then during the night, it actually extends. It goes what ten hours? Yeah, it's. I think it. Yeah, I think it actually starts at an 11, 11 o'clock, eleven hour clock because it's i've seen like 10 and change on the on the board so holy guacamole it's yeah. wild so i'm glad we got wandell because i was really hoping we would get him even a couple rounds earlier and i think the pathway for wandell to get 22 percent target share and get a few touchdowns and provide a wide receiver three slash flex for you every week on a con pretty consistent basis like getting you 
eight to 10 fantasy points as a floor, I think is going to look, could look really nice on a giants team that is getting slept on. So maybe we take like a last, I don't know where Daniel Jones is going necessarily, but like, you know, we, we love to hate on Daniel Jones, but his fantasy value, he has some spike week potential. And if it's him and super cheap, I know he's coming off the ACL, but Daniel Jones quarterback 26. Yeah. He's got an ADP of 176. I've got him. I, I've got him in a lot of drafts where you could go either Wandale and maybe both Wandale and Waller. I know you say he's a cut candidate, but you can do both of them. And you could also very easily do because Daniel Jones usually falls. So you could usually get Daniel Jones and Jalen Hyatt yes. on the same team, which is pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. I, I don't see the Giants moving off of Daniel Jones. Um, but the Giants are also rumored to move off of Slayton, which is why I'm not as on or keen on drafting Slayton as much. I know Jeremiah says that uh, that Slayton and Hyatt are there, but yeah, I'm I'm not. I think Slayton is gonna not be on the Giants this coming season, but um, doesn't preclude us from drafting Darius Slayton, who pretty much averages 700 receiving yards a season. Very true, and very it. and has done that with zero quarterback play. Thus far, he was a big school guy. I believe he went to Georgia. He's got some some tools there. That Wide I receiver 54 in best ball value rating this past season. And that was ahead of DJ Chark, ahead of Dontavion Wicks, ahead of Josh Downs, ahead of Jamison Williams, ahead of Jahan Dotson. Yeah, so Darius Lane, Darius Lane is almost he, he's pretty much not drafted on underdog. So that might be uh, just a, a last round pick potentially. Unless we want to save that for a running back or something. I love that idea. Both Darius Slayton and late round running back too. (laughs) (laughs) I think we uh, did. Okay. I don't want to be in existence, but I, there is a tight end that I'm very interested in. Is it Michael Mayer? It most certainly is Michael Mayer. Of course it is. Of course it is. Mayer. I think he's a lot more interesting too. If since there's been some rumblings of Devontae Adams maybe leaving elsewhere, I think that that's really interesting. And if the offense is literally just Michael Mayer and Jacoby Myers, and I, I don't know, whatever check down artist you want to put out there at quarterback, it'll be nice. So, are we going Mayer here? You want to do that? I would love to. I am a pro Mayer. Let's do this it. Is- He's our uh, second tight end. I, I've, yes. I've liked it. I like it. I like it so far. We University of Notre Dame college. product, 6'5", 241, 71st percentile, 40-yard dash, 73rd percentile speed score. This is a guy whose player profiler comp is Zach Ertz. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it. He's got the draft capital. He's got the pedigree. He did finish his tight end to 30 last season but that was splitting with Austin Hooper and finished 30th among tight ends in target share 31st in target rate. And, uh, you know, not super impressive in the rookie year, but we didn't see super impressive Trey McBride at rookie year either. I think he's got the more typical tight end trajectory for sure. We've got 19 seconds left on the clock here. Who do you want to go with here? Bradley, we've got a, a mishmash of a bunch of dudes here. Nine seconds. Scroll up. Do you want to go uh, Marvin Mims or not? Not a no, fan. No. No. Oh boy. All right. We're going to auto draft Daniel Jones in two seconds. There we go. All right. We okay. auto drafted Daniel Jones. So that's fine. Uh, Good. We're done with quarterback. We are done, done, done with quarterback. I think we look at wide receivers that could come back around to us. So the Jalen Hyatt's of the world, I think, should be on our list at that spot. For sure. Devontae Walker is first or second on draft capital anticipated. Walker, definitely, for sure. Mm-hmm. If I can find him on this. Uh... There we go. Cool beans. And then we've got six wide receivers, so we can mix and match a little bit. But, yeah, also looking at maybe a, a near last round, Joan Jennings to pair with Brock Purdy. Um, we could look at Rashad Bateman last round. If you're really into, into that, Matt Kelly is, uh, as a diehard Bateman truther. So 
I'm not. Gonna... I would definitely prefer Bateman over Jennings for sure. I don't know. Is Jennings still? Is he? Is he on their team this year? I don't. Not sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry is yeah. Jeremiah is voting for mayor and oh, Mims. Yeah. yeah, Mims. The problem with me for me is that Mims has is is kind. It, he fits similar to like the the prospect trajectory of Christian Watson, but the problem is, is I think the coaches for some reason are just not putting Mims in, even though he was hyper effective and there was coach speak even mm. last year about, Oh, we got to get Mims the ball. We were looking at the tape and he's obviously open a lot, blah, blah, blah. And that coach speak, like it was frustrating because we know what talent Mims has. We know the draft capital Mims has. And if the coaches are saying positive things, then why is it not coming together? I think that's our concern. I could totally get that. And I feel like Sean Payton has a history of doing that, particularly with wide receivers that are absolute burners on the outside. Like I think of, I forget what they spent on like Robert Meacham, right? And when he was there, I'm pretty sure he had day two, day two draft capital too, and it just never happened. But he was on the Saints for the longest time. So I, I think that that's certainly within the range of outcomes for Marvin Mims, where he's just, he's just a dude that they send out there and, He'll catch maybe 20 balls a year and just to extend the defense. And that's about it. So oh, certainly possible. Mercy. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it is. A couple of other wide receivers I want to put on our radar is Brendan Rice. He's projected to get day two draft capital. He's got the legacy of Jerry Rice behind him. A few, a uh, couple of, we've already put Derry Slayton in the queue. Jermaine Burton's going to get day two draft capital. Most likely do, 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 do. I'm uh, we'll, we'll also I'll throw a couple running backs your way just so we can close out that position, maybe one of them or two of them. But a running back that's interesting to me is if it, if he hasn't gone off already, Antonio Gibson is a free agent and could have a really nice landing spot for sure. Uh, we, Justice Hill is not a cut candidate. In fact, he is expected to return. J.K. Dobbins is questionable. Gus Edwards is expected to leave. Justice Hill is a sneaky near last round pick that's going to be on the Ravens next year. I like it. I like it. Assuming they don't go out and spend some big money on some free agent running back. Big money being relative to the running back position, obviously. So it's not going to be a lot of money, but it'll be money. I do like Gibson a lot. I think player profiler historically has loved the Antonio Gibson and was all aboard the hype train based upon the metrics. I do think that we should probably just complete the giant stack here and just go Jalen Hyatt and call it a day with respect to that pick. I do Brendan Rice too. I feel like you're well ahead of me on a lot of the rookies out there. And I have looked at some of the Brendan Rice though with the, the Jerry Rice relationship there. And it, it, I think, where was it like Steve Smith? Somebody was breaking him down where he's just like, yeah, he's like a, he's like a, like a Zaya Pacheco essentially, like with the ball in <laughs> yeah. his hands. So I don't know. I forget who said that, but uh, we've got him on the board here if you want to do it. But I feel like we I prefer go- Tez. I prefer Tez Walker here if we can. That's true too. Let's do that. He's a little like he, he might get first round draft capital. He'll definitely get day two though. He's well below ADP as well, so you just want to scoop out, scoop up that value where you could get it. For sure. For sure. I like how our team is turning out. I probably, like, I don't know how many shares of Daniel Jones I've gotten so far. The, the interesting thing is, is he's probably undervalued in terms of what he can offer from a fantasy perspective. Even from a torn ACL, if he's standing in the pocket, that's probably actually better for the wide receivers that we've you know stacked with for the Jalen Hyatts and the Wondell Robinson of the world. And we're paying what 13th and 16th round for Jalen Hyatt and Wondell Robinson. Okay, fine. Twist my arm. Yeah, I think that the giant stack with Jones is probably one of the better secondary tertiary stacks that you could work on currently. Them, the Browns, Watson goes late too. But I, I 
I don't I wouldn't say that I have a lot of exposure to Daniel Jones, but if I'm in a situation like we were in this draft where we have some correlation, but we don't yet have a stack, that's one of the later stacks that I, I usually I, I tend to target is that giant stack because it is very gettable with Wandale and Hyatt going so late. Yeah. So just for reference, like in 2022, Daniel Jones was the quarterback nine in terms of best ball value rating. Like we're able to see him pay off quarterback 26 or wherever he went off pretty easily. And he was in the same tier back in 2022 as Dak Prescott, as Kyler Murray, as Trevor Lawrence, as Jared Goff. Like he is significantly discounted because there's a lot of hatred for Daniel Jones. There's rumors that the Giants will draft a quarterback, but I don't know. I think that there's still one more year of Daniel Jones still. Uh, they just signed him to an extension one year ago. I think they're committed to him and the ACL. He's going to stay in the pocket. So I like that as, as late picks. They can't really move on for him until after this year. So I think he's really undervalued in a lot of these drafts because you're, you're, you're getting a guy that's going to start and has that prior upside that he flashed where he's got some mobility and he could finish as you know a top 12 quarterback for sure so it's definitely one of the values out there i think yeah and if we see like a player because jones injured his knee earlier than kyler murray and while they're not the same athlete you can see a similar trajectory of timeline where murray did miss some of the season but he came back and he was willing to run he was willing to move, be mobile in the pocket. I think that's one thing we learned from 2023 was not to be as fearful of the ACL tears. Yes, we're going to see lower production, but it's not going to be zero production. For sure. So I know that we have some players in the queue. Um, are, outside of the players that we have queued up here, is there anybody else that sort of tickles your fancy as like a final late guy um i particularly like some Noah fan um you know this late we only have two tight ends so far um you know no fan again former first round pick he's got just worst case scenario on the draft he got drafted by the broncos they were starting drew lock just didn't get any real plug any real good quarterback play there and then got shipped over to the seahawks where he split in time with oh man, who's the uh, Hollister? Jake Hollister. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know. Disley and but Disley. Uh, I was thinking about Disley, but name your go-to just unathletic, uninspiring, gumshoe, whatever that Pete Carroll's going to put out there to just establish the run. Um, you know, I think he's a free agent now. He could he could go somewhere and maybe flash. I think so. How about? One name to consider, Donald Parham Jr., tight end 23 in terms of best ball value rating last season. Gerald Everett is a free agent. This is a new regime, and we'll see. With Jim Harbaugh, it's running backs and tight ends. Sure, that's definitely somebody that we could get. We could probably get him in the last round, I think, yeah. if we really want to. Do you want to go here? Of the players that are left on our board, I think the one that makes sense ADP-wise is Justice Hill. Do you want to go with him here? Or does, does it not matter that we have Lamar? I don't think it really matters at this point. That Let's we have go him. Justice Hill here. Yeah, there's some correlation so, there. You know. I mean, I think another player that hasn't come off the board, at least from as I'm scanning it, is Jalen Polk. I wonder if he is someone that we can throw into the into the queue as well. Yeah, he's unfortunately a long gun, unfortunately. Oh, he where did he go? Oh, he, wow, that was way early. Yeah. That was much earlier than I thought he would go. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Okay. <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I think I think how we Oh, we're back on the clock here. I forgot that we uh, we have the wrap around so quick. Let's see here. These late round things it's not really too do you want to go running back we just went hill so we can't really go running back again i don't think no i think we're we're set at running back here do you just want to auto draft juan jennings at this point because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing in three seconds yes that's let's fine. just do that all right <laughs> we've got some purdy correlation because i don't think we had any other 49er or aside from you know iuke right 
We did not. Ayuk and Jennings. This is banking on Kittle and Debo getting hurt, which actually isn't a bad bet. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> now that you say that out loud, that your genius is really just coming up. The cream rising to the top here at the very end with this Juwan Jennings pick for sure. There we go. <laughs> Deep cuts. We love it. We're here for it. And uh, when you're last round picking Joe Flacco, that's burning a <laughs> burning a pick. Honestly, like this is naked Trevor Lawrence. You got C.J. Stroud already. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, Jesus uh, and you got Joe Flacco. <laughs> this is a lot of fun this is great Uh, it's been a great time getting into all of this the people need to follow you at ff underscore litigator drop us the goods though tell us about what you do at roto underworld and all the things Sure. During the season, I primarily am writing the the air yards article over at roto underworld love doing that in season this off season myself and jeremiah retzlaff have a show called the best ball night school that we're working on we just recorded the first episode we're excited for that to come out it's somewhat similar to this although a lot less stressful because we are slow drafting and we've got a bunch of slow drafts cooking during that entire time we go through basically some trends that we're seeing as well as some news of the day and we basically look at multiple boards and make a pick on the clock while we're all in the slow drafts if, if you got some time definitely check it out I think it's a great show. And like I said, we just recorded our our first episode. I'm very excited about it and where it's going. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to be launching that on the uh, Fantasy Football Plus Network, Best Ball Night School. Really excited to see what you guys can do with that show and the way you can grow it. Definitely happy about y'all having that platform to be able to to share your thoughts and grow as content creators in that space. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here, Ed, discussing all things Best Ball and stacking like we had to stay on brand we had to be hunting stacks we were here for juan jennings and brock purdy and brandon Ayuk. we've got some correlation between justice hill and lamar jackson we've got the jalen height wandell robinson and daniel jones stack we've got some jacksonville evan ingram calvin ridley travis etn beauty and we started with CD Lamb. So we've got a naked lamb just hanging out. <laughs> not 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 the best with the naked lamb, but it is what it is. I think we made up for it with a lot of our secondary, a lot of our, our other stacks here. So I'm here for it. I think it's an interesting team. Certainly very a little different than teams that I've drafted thus far. Like I said, I, I don't think I have any Aaron Jones. And I also don't have any lamb just because I haven't. I haven't really picked it the 102 too often. We'll see where this ends up, and I'm pretty excited for it. So we're working on the last pick here. We we probably should put basically a a, a cap on it at tight end. I think. Yeah. We're currently working. What do we got here? We've got we've got a three five nine two build right now. I think if we we go tight end, we could probably you know make that nice nice. And I've got two tight. We talked about Parham. What are your thoughts on Dawson Knox this year, though? Um, do we think? I mean, uh, to me, like I think he's he's probably going to get you some spike weeks here or there. He's going to catch a touchdown or two. From I think the Josh pathway Allen. to success for him is if Dalton Kincaid gets injured. I think that's the pathway for him to get you more than two weeks where he's getting twelve fantasy points. Yeah. Whereas I think you're you're taking a risk that Donald Parham actually wins the job, you know, or Logan Thomas wins the job. I'm concerned that Greg Dolchich would not win the job. But looking at the other tight ends, maybe it's Tanner Hudson who wins the job. So I'd rather take shots on like guys who could win the job versus pathway to he's stuck behind. He needs a he needs an injury. Interesting. Is how I'm passing. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, so. Uh, you're concerned about Dolchich winning out there. Trapman, I think, is still on the roster, right? Player yes. profilers. Jason uh, Hill may also go to Denver. Who knows? Ooh, yikes. Yeah. Bad news. Bad news for Dolchich. All right. Yeah. Let's go with Parham. Why not? I don't think I've drafted Parham yet on underdogs. Parham finished last year ahead of Tyler Higby, ahead of Luke Musgrave, ahead of Michael Mayer in terms of best ball value rating. And he was the backup tight end for the Chargers. So, you know, I with Everett possibly leaving, 
I don't know. Maybe he leaves, but he's a free agent. We'll see. Is, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what Harbar does there for sure. I think that offense is going to look drastically different. And the ADP definitely reflects that. And we've completed the draft. Great well, job. Let's, let's go. 20 rounds. This is, this has been absolutely great. I'm so happy that, you know, you and I were able to do this and draft and go back and forth and have a great old time. Make sure you guys are following Ed on Twitter at FF underscore litigator and follow me on Twitter at Djibouti puns because an unserious sleeper handle deserves some serious fantasy analysis. It's been absolutely great drafting with you, Ed on stack hunters. Any last words for the people in the best ball streets? Dara, uh, Donald Parham is going to be winning the, uh, the tight end job in, 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 in LA for sure. It's happening. It's happening. It's going to happen. You guys, That's it. You That's all I've got. Me. That's all I've got. We've, I we've, love we've, it. we've won it. We've won it with that pick right there. It's one. That was, that was the winner. <laughs> all right, guys, until next time I'm Bradley. It's Ed. Good luck in the best ball streets. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all of this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.